Hey everyone, Candace Eisner back with you again this week with yet another podcast episode. And this week's episode is all about networking from the perspective of somebody who really doesn't like networking that much. Um, that would be me. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey guys, happy May, or as I always say, whatever month and day it is when you're listening to this podcast. Um, those of you who are sort of schedule-oriented may notice that I'm now releasing the podcast episodes on Wednesdays rather than Mondays. That's probably going to throw off all of my Happy Monday scripts that I've written in the past. But hey, so it goes when you change things up in your business. The other thing I wanted to mention right off the top before we dive right into this little topic is that um, there may be some changes coming to the overall schedule of the podcast. I have been doing primarily a weekly podcast for the last couple of years, uh, other than, you know, a few breaks here and there during the year. Um, to be honest with you, it's looking like I may be releasing episodes just sort of in an as needed or as I can basis. Um, this is not to say I'm not going to be releasing new episodes, uh, you know, frequently, it just means that there may be some periods of time where I am not releasing any new material and then I'm releasing a bunch of new episodes all in a row and then maybe just doing a couple. And so the schedule is not going to be quite as strict as it used to be, um, simply because, to be honest with you, I have a lot of other things that are taking up my time. And uh, I really, really love doing this podcast for you guys. But uh, yeah, it, it does take time to record and produce and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, that's just the reality of it. I'm keeping it real here for you guys. So so again, this podcast is not going anywhere. You know, don't don't unsubscribe. Don't please don't, you know, leave me negative comments. If you really do have something, if you're concerned, absolutely, you know, send me an email. You know where to find me, Candace at happylittlebiz.com or Candace at nixie.ca still works as well. Um, but yeah, you know, the podcast isn't going anywhere. It's just that I'm not going to be um, necessarily releasing uh, quite as many episodes per year. And it might not be weekly. Some weeks it might be every two weeks. And then I might release a few in a row and, you know, the stuff that I already just said. So so before I go off on more tangents, and I, as I am prone to do, if you are a regular listener, you know that I'm going to dive right into this topic. So the topic is basically networking. Um, I got this as a request from somebody on my email newsletter list to talk about and to write about as well. I will be doing a newsletter on that in the future. Um, I think because people really struggle with this idea of networking, like why should we network? What's, you know, how will it benefit our businesses? Um, you know, how can we find the right kind of people to network with? Because it just can seem kind of overwhelming. And I'm going to tell you, this advice is coming from somebody who isn't a big fan of doing uh sort of off the internet networking. I don't love going to huge events. I'm an introvert. I don't love, you know, uh, speaking to big crowds. I don't love uh, being in big crowds most of the time. You know, I, I can, I can, I'm cool with it, say, uh, 
for example, my husband and I managed to get Radiohead tickets for this upcoming uh, concert here in Toronto in July. Um, I will indeed be enjoying Radiohead, but, uh, you know, even though it's going to be a humongous crowd. But in terms of, you know, attending events where there's hundreds of people to network with, it's not really my style. It's even not my style to sort of go to random events where even there's just 20 people, you know, so... So yeah, how do you do networking though and make it make it effective even if you feel kind of the same way I do? You're not really you're a bit introverted, you're not really into that kind of stuff. So so here's my perspective on that. I'm going to talk about that today as you've probably already gathered. So the first thing to talk about is, you know, the idea of networking with colleagues. So it's okay to network with colleagues a little bit, but let's be honest with ourselves. That's what we default to. I know that's what I used to default to when I was a massage therapist. I would network with my fellow massage therapists because it was easy, because I knew people from school. I knew people that I'd met working at different clinics, you know? Or for example, like you go to networking events uh, for your profession, like massage therapist networking at a massage therapy conference or nutritionist networking at a popular course where there's a whole bunch of other nutritionists in the room. So, hey, great, networking. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good to make friends and connections within your profession. It's good to uh, find more people to kind of bounce ideas off of. Like say you're having a tricky client situation and you've met a few people who might be able to give you another perspective. That's awesome too. That kind of stuff is great. And also you can refer back and forth. Like if somebody has a specialization, that's in quotes. I realize some of you can't like legally have a specialization, but you can certainly have a focus area. We've talked about that many times. But yeah, if you, have, if you know someone whose specialty is different from your own and uh, you end up with a client who would be better served by someone else, that's great. You know, you can refer them over to that, that colleague or friend. That's an awesome thing. But we have to get out of that safe zone in order to make networking really work for us in our careers, in building businesses, in finding new clients, and all of those things that, you know, we're hoping networking will do for us. But that means you kind of have to push yourself a little bit to meet people who aren't in your professional circle and don't do the same things that you do. But that also means finding ways to connect with people beyond your job title and, you know, the service you offer. Because, I mean, honestly, if you attended an event, no matter what the event was, unless I guess it was a networking event for massage therapists or networking event for people in your career, as always, I'm using massage therapists because I used to be one, but this really applies to any of you out there working in health and wellness. So, you know, please don't please don't take offense that I often use that example. It's just the one that's easy for me. But anyway, you know, if you were attending a network event, you're like, hi, my name is Candace. I'm a registered massage therapist and I work at this clinic. And then you walk up to the next person. Hi, I'm a registered. Like, that's boring. No, nobody. I mean, yeah, OK, that's important information. But like it makes you sound like kind of an automaton. But we kind of get into this mode like this, this business person mode. And we think that that's how we have to kind of relate to people is just kind of under this blanket of what we do and the clinic we work at and the type of clients we see. And we kind of forget that like we're people underneath that and the people we're talking to are also people. And you can relate to people on a person to person level, on a human level. And the other thing is we, we kind of think that it's not okay to mention anything personal at all. Like no matter what you mention, it's going to be into TMI territory or something like that. Like I've talked to quite a few people who seem to kind of feel that way. And that's not really true at all. I mean, 
it's okay to talk about yourself and your hobbies and your kids and just things that are relatable without sort of going way off into the deep end into information that probably they didn't want to know about. Like, I don't know, you're partying that you were doing last weekend or that kind of thing. You know, unless the conversation really does go that way and you just found your new best friend, that's great. But in most situations, that's not really the kind of stuff to talk about. I think most of us know where the line is. We just get nervous because it's networking, because it's people that we don't know. So we've default into that business mode. Oh, I'm a massage therapist and this is what I do. And you don't have to do that. You can, you know, you can talk about personal stuff as long as you don't get too personal. So now that we have that covered, there's two questions really that we have to think about, you know, and that is, where am I going to network? And what are some tips to do it without feeling silly or really uncomfortable or again, like I've been mentioning, sort of reverting into that automaton business mode instead of just, you know, sort of being natural and trying to be yourself. Um, So for the where part of it, I recommend that you consider two big things, and that is networking with your neighbors, so people who are close to where you work or the area or your city or sort of what applies to you, and finding your peeps, that is the people who are the best people that you work with, your target audience, your focus group, and networking with those people. So that probably sounds pretty obvious to you, but let's talk a little bit about those two. So for your neighbors, like I said, I do mean people who live and work near where you do. So even if you don't have a physical office space, so say uh, you do home visits, so whatever it is you do, whether you're a fitness instructor or you're a massage therapist or you're a nutrition consultant and you go to people at their workplaces or go to people in their homes and, and do treatments or whatever it is you do with them, you still kind of have a neighborhood around you, right? Um, You still have people who live and work near you. So there's no harm definitely in getting to know your neighbors, even if, you know, your uh, services aren't sort of limited to one specific location, because you never know who you're going to talk to that might need your services or know someone who's going to need your services. So yeah, like definitely always think about your neighborhood, uh, you know, your city, your town, if you live in a small town. Um, getting to know uh, the, you know, the people at the local coffee shop and getting to know the people who at the bookstore, you know, providing your town still has one of those. They're kind of a kind of going away these days, which is a bit sad. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, you know, it just get to know people in your local neighborhood. I know that's not exactly, you know, new news to you. But really, it is really helpful to get to know people because, when uh, someone's going to look for a massage, the first thing they think is, oh, yeah, you know, again, I'm using massage as the example. They think, oh, yeah, you know, I just met that Candace, you know, uh, Candace chick like a few months ago, and she seems really nice. I, I, you know, my husband could really use a treatment. His neck is really bothering him. I think I'm going to give her a call and, and see if she can fit him in for an, a treatment. There you go. You know, it was just a neighbor. It wasn't anyone you were thinking specifically might, you know, need your services, but there you go. So, so that's the first group of people to definitely think about. And the second one is, you know, obvious too. It's finding the people that you like to work with and focusing on trying to do some networking there. So this isn't, just to be clear, this is not doing things like, say, 
attending an event where it's specifically designed for you to hand out business cards and meet potential clients. So say, um, and this is something I don't recommend you do, but it is a common thing, um, doing like free massages or free consultations at a fitness event and handing out business cards when you do them in the hopes that people will book an appointment with you later or attending a conference where specifically it's designed for people or like any any other kind of like paid event where it's specifically designed for people to go in and meet people in the healthcare or the wellness professions and find out about services and collect business cards and that kind of thing like um you know, like a health and wellness show or a woman, a women's show where they have a lot of health and wellness people come in to, to table, right? So this is not what I'm talking about. Those are great, but those are a little bit of a separate thing. There's nothing wrong with doing those, by the way. If you genuinely think it's going to help your business, like you've talked to other people in your profession, they've done the same thing. Um, it did actually, it was actually effective for them. You know, weigh the pros and cons for yourself if it's worth the time and money and effort. And then if you think it'll be worth it to you, uh, go ahead and do that. You know, that is a form of networking. It's just different. What I'm talking about is more making personal connections with people or making personal connections with people who work with the same people that you want to work with. So, for example, if your work, if your focus, that is, is to work with seniors, say that's the group that you would like to work with the most with what your profession is, it's a great idea to find ways to network with seniors. Hey, kind of not rocket science, right? Or with people who also work at seniors. So for example, get to know people who work in long-term care facilities. Get to know people who work on cruise ships. I know that sounds crazy, but a large portion of the people who... Um, who uh, are are uh, on these cruises are seniors. Get to know people who work with seniors in other ways, like they do um, fitness for seniors or uh, they work in other medical professions uh, focusing on seniors. So that's sort of the idea, right? And, and, you know, another example would be if you focus on working with athletes, if that's the area you want to work in, it's great to meet athletes, definitely. Like meet, you know, meet runners, meet, like go, you know, cheer races, like uh, get to know people in your gym, like whatever you can do to meet athletes of, of all shapes and sizes. But also get to know people who work with athletes, like other healthcare people, such as athletic therapists or chiropractors or physios, anyone who whose focus specifically is athletes, not just any physio or any chiro, but the ones who are specifically working with athletes, or people who work in sports and clothing stores or like uh, sports sports good stores, you know, like accessories, uh, like the running room, for example, or who people work in uh, outdoor stores like uh, Mountain Equipment Co-op or Mac or MEC, depending on which abbreviation you like here in Canada, or people who uh, are like race directors or volunteer for road races or um, volunteer for things like uh, Ragnar, just any of those things, literally anything that is going to help you meet people who work with athletes, introduce yourself, get to know them a bit. And then when they know somebody who needs a treatment or needs the product or the service that you're providing, they're going to think of you and they're going to go, 
to those people that they know who are in that niche that you want, whether it's seniors or pregnant women or athletes or whatever, they're going to say, oh, hey, you know, I met this person and uh, they seem really nice. I, you know, I haven't had a treatment with them, but they, they seem great. I, you know, uh, here's their contact information if you want to go ahead and book. This is a really, really great way to network and in a different way that you maybe hadn't thought of that allows you to get access to that group that you were hoping to get access to. So really, it's all about getting to know people who are either the kinds of clients you want to serve or getting to know others who are already serving the kinds of clients you would also like to work with or like we were talking a minute ago, getting to know just your neighbors and people in your neighborhood so that when they see you on the street and when, you know, they, they think of that, but also when someone needs a service, they think of you. They're like, hey, you know, I like to help my neighbors. You know, so-and-so down the street does this. We should, we should you know, give them a call, see if, see if it works for you. So, okay, we've talked about why you should network outside of your peer group or profession. I hope you guys are at least convinced. Um, certainly, you know, I took a little convincing myself back in the day, um, but I, I get it now. You know, you really need to make a personal connection with people in order to grow your business. It's, it's just there's just no two ways about it. You know, if people don't feel a connection with you, they're not going to keep coming back. That's just the way it is, at least for the most part. I shouldn't I shouldn't say it's that way in every single situation. Sometimes it's not that way. But for the most part, it's really the personal connections that help people stay with your business. So how about the how to do networking? That's the part we haven't really talked about yet. Well, you know, if I'm being honest, and I talked about this at the beginning, I'm still working on this a lot myself. You know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't love networking. I'm not an expert, and I'm definitely not a networking expert, let me tell you. But I have made some connections that are great to have as an entrepreneur, and I have worked on the idea of networking, even though, you know, I don't, you know, it's not like I'm attending networking events every week and I'm like handing out business cards like they're candy and I'm just, I'm just not that kind of person. And, and that's fine. You don't have to be that kind of person either. But here are a few tips from my personal experience as well as, you know, some advice from other people I've received uh, that might be, might be helpful for you guys. I hope they are. So the first thing I want to say is that it's a good idea to go alone. And I know that kind of goes against our natural tendency, which is to bring a friend or a colleague so you feel more comfortable and you have somebody else to talk to while you're at, you know, whatever this event is that you're attending or, you know, like you're, you're say you're going to go talk to um, some of the people who work in a local uh, seniors residence again, going back to that seniors example, and you want to bring along a colleague for kind of like, you know, um, not backup, but just like, so, you know, to kind of feel more comfortable, you know, to, to help you out. And, you know, that's fine. I get it. But the whole point of networking is to talk to and meet people you don't know or you don't know well, and for them to get to know you. So if you go with someone else, you know what's going to happen is, A, you're going to end up using, say it's an event, you're going to use end up using a lot of the event time to catch up with that other person, talk to that other person, stand in the corner and avoid doing the thing that you really don't like doing with that other person. So yeah, and even if you're going, say, to a specific thing, just talk to a specific person, if you're bringing someone else in with you, 
it's kind of weird. Either they end up standing there saying nothing or they end up sort of interjecting into the conversation. And what can end up happening is actually the person ends up making a connection with like, your friend or colleague and not with you. And while that's great for them, it's kind of awkward for you because the whole point was to get people into your business, which oops, that's not, you know, that's that didn't happen. So if you absolutely must go with someone else to these kinds of things where you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make connections with people, you're trying to do networking, you're trying to introduce yourself to others, um, at least talk to them about your goals, like why you're doing this in the first place. And don't sit together if it's if it's an event or a conference or something, you know, make yourself, you know, it's, tell each other, okay, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to talk to each other for at least an hour. We're going to go out and like, work the floor. I hate to call it that, but you know, just get to know people. You're going to make yourself go out and meet people. And then you can meet in the middle and say, okay, how's it going? You know, how you feeling? You know, kind of reassure each other that things are okay. <laughs> At least that's how it feels to me. And for those of you who, you know, feel that way too about networking, you know, I, I get you, I really do. But you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone in order to make these things work for you, which means, you can't just stick, you know, to the side of your friend the whole time, or it's just not really going to be effective. The second thing I want to mention is the power of saying hello. So don't think you have to go into every single conversation where you're introducing yourself to someone with some sort of like witty gem of a comment or some personal thing. Like you've got a personal speech writer who just comes off with these zingers and you're the life of the party. Like <laughs> that's not real. I mean, it's just, that's not what people want. Honestly, just saying hi, you know, is, is effective. Ask the person why they're at the event or what they do or just sort of what seems kind of natural given the situation. Just be yourself, introduce yourself, talk a little about yourself without, without you know, going off into the deep end. Listen to what the person is there for. Listen to, you know, something about that person and, you know, and if it doesn't go anywhere, like you literally just say, hi, you know, my name is Candace. How are you doing? And, you know, the person kind of says, hi, my name is, you know, whatever, and then says nothing to you. They just sort of stare at you or they, you know, they sort of look like they don't really want to talk to you. That's that's OK. You know, it's it's practice chatting with new people and just, you know, excuse yourself politely and on to the next person. No big deal. But for a lot of people, you know, that's not going to happen. You You'll make connections or you'll at least, you know, get to say hello to some some other people and that's sometimes just a nice thing just saying hi to people and you know introducing yourself and that kind of thing so the next thing to think about if you don't feel like hello is quite enough like you feel like you need something a bit more of an icebreaker with people it's just the hello thing's not really working for you it feels too awkward or whatever how about thinking of conversation starters that aren't again like you hired a speechwriter because again that's not natural so you could just ask the person why they're at the event or what they liked about the talk that you guys just, you know, uh, attended together. Or you can find something to compliment the person on. You know, most people don't mind receiving compliments. Something something mild like, hey, you know, I like those shoes. Or your T-shirt's really cute or just, you know, whatever's appropriate given, you know, given who they are and like your... You know, it'd be, it'd be, don't, don't get into a weird situation. I'm sure I'm not even, I'm not even going to go down that rabble hole, but you guys know what I mean. Um, but yeah, just, you know, compliment them on something light and easy. You like their laptop bag or whatever. Most people don't mind compliments and they are good 
uh, icebreakers and, you know, allows them to, you know, feel, oh, you know, this is a nice person. And then, you know, sort of opens the line of communication so you can just start chatting with them. Another idea that can work is to talk about local events. Now, this probably goes without saying, but staying, stay away from controversial topics, please. So probably not a good idea to mention politics or religion or the legalization of marijuana here in Canada or anything like that. You know, it, those are kind of no-no topics unless you really get to know somebody pretty well. Um, but, you know, you could talk about like interesting local news or like if it's, you know, like an article you read that's sort of relevant to the the person you're talking to. Like here's like here's a random example. I'm um, here in Toronto a couple of summers ago. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, a couple of the capybaras escaped from the High Park Zoo here in my own neighborhood. And like, trust me, like pretty much everybody in the neighborhood was talking about it. We were making jokes about it. We we're talking about which animals were going to go missing next and you know whether it was going to be another peacock or whether it was going to because that happened too whether it was going to be something else and so total awesome icebreaker you can like say you know you can crack a joke about it if you think the person might be receptive or you can say like you know hey did, did you guys hear the latest news about the capybara escape and like people be like Whoa. you know even if they've never heard of it they go like the what and then you can tell them about the story and most people will kind of laugh and say i can't believe that's actually happening and so there's capybaras running around Toronto. Yes, there are. You see where I'm going with this, right? So it's okay to use like sort of a little local news tidbit, something light and easy to sort of as a conversation breaker with people. You don't have to just say hello. You can use a conversation breaker if you think that would help you get talking to people. So yeah, that's all, all I have for you, really. It's just, it's more about trying not to be afraid of talking to people or nervous of talking to people, like they're, you know, judging you or something. Like, for the most part, honestly, at this event, everybody, except for like a small percentage of the room, is kind of feeling a little nervous and awkward too. So just remember that and try to just relate to others. And you can even make a joke about feeling awkward. If you feel like the person would be receptive to it, you can, you just open like by saying like hey do you feel awkward as awkward about this event as I do and the person might say yeah I kind of do and then there you go icebreaker and then you can just start chatting to each other and get to know each other so that's cool so yeah networking for me and for you I'm sure is a continual learning process and it really is something you kind of just keep you know needing to practice it's one of those practice makes perfect things and it seems to get easier as you get older. I will say the way I network now versus the way I did it in, you know, my early 30s or in my 20s is very different. I just have a kind of a different feeling about it. So, you know, if you're if you're at the start of your career or you're a bit younger than I am and you're feeling a bit like, uh, you know, it for most of us, it does get a little better as we get older. I don't know if we get more confident or we just... Maybe we stop caring so much about like thinking that others are like thinking ill of us or like, you know, worried about what we think, that kind of thing. So I'm not sure what that is. But anyway, you know, uh, networking is a difficult thing to do, but I do recommend you give it a try. Get to know people. It does help your business a great deal to get to know others, um, not just people who do what you do or in the same line of work that you do but others overall in general um, in your neighborhood who are in the target market that you're looking for and just 
get to know others because all of those connections are going to help you out, whether it's help you on a professional level or just on a personal level, just getting to know other people in your neighborhood and, you know, finding new friends and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, those connections are really what marketing is all about because that's what we talk about mostly on this podcast is marketing is those connections. It's not about you know, being this business automaton, like I said, it's really just about making connections with people. And that's what networking is. So networking is sort of a part of your marketing plan. And it's something you really should consider doing. All right, that's all I have for you for this week. I hope this was helpful to you guys. And I'll be back with you again very soon with another topic. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, Click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.